Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Flipper. I am your host, John Murray. And for those, it's about mm, almost it's almost midnight actually. Well, eleven fifty-seven to be precise. But uh, for those who are actually up, you know, you are listening to the podcast. Whether you're a new viewer or an old viewer, I want to say thank you for doing so. And from wherever you are, whatever country you're at, you're in. Uh, I want to say thank you for for joining me. Um, it's hard. It's hard to believe. Actually, I started this podcast in late in late June, and here we are. Here we are in uh, March now. Uh, we're winding up. Uh, winding up St. Patrick's Day, and for this Irishman, I did have the day off from work, and I didn't do absolutely nothing. I'm not a drinker, and that's kind of weird for being an Irishman, where. Irishman known for drinking and fighting, right? Well, I'm not much of a, uh, I'm not a drinker. And maybe, maybe when I was a kid, I might have been scrappy and could have been a fighter, but nowadays, not so much anymore. Not saying that the, not saying that the kid can't go, can't, can still go a teeny bit if he had to. But enough, enough of that. As you know, I like to jump into things, and here the last, couple days we have the NFL's version as the as the world turns which is an old soap opera for those people for those people who do not know what I'm talking about it's an old soap opera done back in the day it's no longer on the air but I guess we'll, we'll say this has had the NFL turns and what is the biggest news there, there are I guess there are a few things we need to talk about the biggest news I guess of the day as of what a couple of hours ago is now Devontae Adams is no longer a Green Bay Packer. He has been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders, I believe, in exchange for the first first and second round pick, I believe, in this year's draft for the for the Packers. Now, I'm sure that there's a there's a, there's a lot of spins to put on this now. For the Raiders, it's 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 an excellent pickup. They they've always they need that number one receiver and well congratulations you got the number one receiver Devonte Adams now Derek Carr has been has been trying to recruit Devonte from afar for the last year or so and evidently the recruiting pitch has worked out now certainly Devonte should have seen a, should have I would say seen success that he had with the Packers as he does with the Raiders now again. I gotta say this, and I said this a couple. Uh, I said this a couple of days ago, that the the AFC West is now becoming the must-see division in football. And trust me, when 2022 season rolls around, and there's an AFC West game on it, man, you've you've got to watch it because my gosh, you talk about the firepower, some of the defenses that's gonna be played. The Raiders in the last couple of days, you've got Devontae Adams, Andy Brown signed, Chandler Jones. A nice pickup, now Chandler, 32 years old. The man still has some juice. He's got some juice in his tank. You put him with Crosby. He he re-upped. You re-signed him. Well, you've got something to work with there. Now I'm not entirely sold on the Raiders' defense as a whole, and to me, that's what probably holds them back, in my opinion, for winning this division. For right now, if I had to make a prediction on who I think is going to AFC West this year. I'm going to say it's going to be the Chargers. I know people want me to jump on the Denver Broncos bandwagon because they've signed Russell Wilson. They made some all nice 
pickups as well. And everybody says, well, that's it. Denver, you know, Denver wins it. But the thing is, I do like the Chargers did. When you went out and got Khalil back in the trade for, to me, an extra nothing. And you signed J.C. Jackson. That's maybe one of the best corners in football. Well, I got to say this. It is certainly, certainly I, I like that. Those two, I like to put together Mack and Jackson. I think it takes the Chargers over the top. That's if, like I said before, Brandon Taylor can stay out of his own way. But for Devontae Adams, he's re he is back with Derek Carr. It's been in his you know Fresno State days. It should be very interesting to uh to see how those two work out. I think they'll do fine. It gives them something. It gives them Josh Jacobs. I'm sure Josh Williams can learn how to use Kenny and Drake better than Gruden did. Uh, I think Hunter Hunter Renfro, who caught like a hundred balls last year, he probably won't catch that many this year because Devontae Adams is there. But it takes a lot of pressure off of Hunter Renfro. And I still think Renfro will have good numbers. He's not going to catch 100 balls, though. And Waller, my gosh. Waller, Waller, if Waller's healthy, his numbers should be back up. I mean, he was injured a lot last year. But his numbers will go back up. Again, people can't key on people can't key on Renfro. Can't key on Waller. Now they're going to have to really focus on Devontae Adams. Which in situations that's gonna make Darren Waller a more dangerous weapon. Or maybe Renfro. But it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year in the in the FC West. Now, some people have been lucky, hell, they gave you the first two, you know, give it the first and second round pick in this year's draft. Well, if you believe Devontae Adams is is the, if you believe he's that guy that can take you deep into the playoffs and the Raiders, you have to remember the Raiders did make the playoffs last year. They lost in the first round to a team that eventually went to the Super Bowl in the Cincinnati Bengals. But they did make the playoffs. Remember this. And they did it without a, a legitimate number one receiver and a mediocre defense. Well, the problem is you had a pass rusher. You had maybe the best receiver in football for the last couple of years. Things changed a little bit. People started looking at Chargers. I mean, not the Chargers, but the Raiders in a different light. Now, granted, they do have a new head coach in Josh McDaniels, second time around head coaching. But I think, but I think, but I, Josh is going to a pretty tough division in the AFC West. You know, hopefully Josh has learned from his mistakes the first time around. But Josh has got some weapons that he can certainly work with. I think he has better weapons now than he had when he was coaching the Denver Broncos. He certainly has a better, he certainly has a better quarterback. I think the running game may be slightly better. Now, granted, he did have a he did have a, a Demarius Thomas, late the late great Demarius Thomas. He did have him, but that's time he's got Devontae Adams. Waller's better than probably any tight end he had on that team as well. But again, like again, but again, the Raiders. You got to get your hats off to them. They did they have done an excellent job the last couple of day, couple of days. You got an excellent pass rush in Chandler Jones. You got the best receiver in football in one Devontae Adams. But now, the big, the big question mark is, what about the Green Bay Packers? Here's yeah, here's here's where the problem lies right here. Aaron Rodgers came back. He got all all the money in the world he wanted. But the problem is, it has, it cost Aaron Rodgers his best weapon, Devontae Adams. So now Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has a decent offensive line. He's got a good running game with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. 
But you gotta look at after that, what is Aaron Rodgers has for his receiver? And that's where the problem lies. And that's that's his problem. There is no more there is not a number one receiver left. Now who's who's gonna replace Aaron who's gonna replace Devontae Adams? Nobody's gonna replace Devontae Adams on that team. There's not a receiver on that team that can replace the production of Devontae Adams has given the last few seasons. There's no one in the world. I mean, figure it out. Who who can you get? There's not a receiver on the on the free agent market. Now, I'm gonna assume that they're gonna have to probably get a receiver, maybe two receivers in this year's draft to help to help you know, to help them out. Now, the thing is, Aaron took up a lot of money. When he took a lot of money, it took away from what they could do with Devontae Adams. Now, Devontae came in, he says, I'm not playing for the franchise tag. He said, we work something out now, you get me out of here. Well, guess what? The Raiders went in, the Packers got him out of there. But again, you know, whether... It's looking right now like the Packers have made a mistake. And the Packers have lost. I mean, the Packers have probably lost a few people. Devontae's gone. Marcus uh, Scanlon, he's a free agent. So there's your top, let's say top five to two receivers are gone. Okay. Now, I don't think Randall Cobb is coming back, or if he does come back, let's say Randall Cobb is gone. Okay, that leaves three guys that's gone. I mean, who, who do you have left? And to me, I don't know that there's not a free agent out there that's going to say, okay, we got to go sign him. He can pick up Devontae Adams' stuff. We can. Now, I know the Green Bay Packers fans are going to start, I guarantee you, the brakes, somebody's going to pump the brakes on one Julio Jones because Julio was released by the Titans, and he may, go, he may, he may wind up going to, to Green Bay. If we were talking about the Julio Jones of three years ago, I would say, go for it. But Julio's not the same guy anymore. Now, could Julio go to the Packers? Yeah, he probably still could, but you're not going to get the production from Julio that you got that you, were about, you got from Don Hamilton the last few years. Now, Julio, like Julio, there was a point in time when Julio was considered, Julio Jones was considered the best receiver in football. There was a point in time when he was considered that. But Julio's not the same guy. Now, once Julio gives that, can, can find the guy that he once was and go to the Packers and put, be like that guy, then you've got a different story. But if Julio's 33 years old, he's not that same guy again. And so what you're going to do, you go bring Julio Jones in, do you go out and reach out and get Emmanuel Sanders? Sanders is your free agent. Now, granted, Emmanuel, he might be, what, 34, 35 years old this year, but Emmanuel does an excellent job keeping himself in great shape. What are you going to do? Are you going to go out and get Ant- you going to try to bring Antonio Brown to Green Bay? I don't think that's going to work out. And that, that's definitely a recipe for disaster there. Now, you had one possibility, of course, Allen Robinson. But unfortunately, Allen signed with the Rams today. And you talk about, when you talk about the rich getting richer, you got Cup. Let's say Robert Woods comes back from his injury. You had Allen Robinson, and you had Van Jefferson on that team. That's four receivers that uh, Matthew Stratford can use, certainly. 
But in the end day, then Aaron Rodgers screwed himself over by getting that fat contract and not having enough money left over the table to try to give Devontae Adams his deal. And I think this is where it's going to come back to that Green Bay and the Bucks. Now, the thing about it is, they're not maybe in the best division in the world. Now, right now, right now, I think if there was a point in time, I would say Green Bay would be the top of the division. But right now, as crazy as it's going to sound, and I'm going <coughs> to call for my this, I might say the Minnesota Vikings might be the team to beat right now in that division. I know some people don't have, don't have a lot of faith in young Kirk Cousins. I get it and I understand it. But Kirk had the best two years of career this past year. You got maybe the best running back in the division, Dalvin Cook. You've got Thielen. You got Jefferson. You got two very good receivers. Minnesota's defense has been suspect. It's been trying to be worked on. But to be honest with you, could Minnesota be the best team in that division right now? Now, when it comes to regular season, yeah, I have more confidence in Aaron Rodgers than I do in Kirk Cousins. I'll admit that. I got more faith in Kirk Aaron Rodgers than I do in Jared Goff or Justin Fields right now. Absolutely. The offensive line's not that bad. They've lost a couple of players to free agency. But they still have, you know, but they, but the one thing about Green Bay Packers, they always seem to find that quality offensive line they can plug in and they can do okay. And the running game is, is, is fine with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They're fine there. There's no issue there. But the problem is, where's your receiver coming from? That's the biggest issue. Your defense now, to be honest with you, your defense now, to Green Bay's credit, their defense played extremely well last year. Now they've lost... They've lost one player because they could they lost William Smith because they couldn't keep him around because of money. Now, they do have one of the better cornerbacks in the league coming back, and J.R. Alexander, one of the better cornerbacks in this league, he comes back this year. Now, defensively, defensively, they could still be okay. Now, the special teams, which cost them last year, now, as far as I know, Crosby is, is right now still a kicker for the team. Now, I believe they're going to bring some people in to compete with Crosby, and rightfully so. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, I hate to say it, it's a nice deal for the Raiders. Granted, it might cost them the first, their first and second round pick in this year's draft, but what about at the end of the day? It's not bad for the Raiders. The Raiders feel that Devontae Adams is a missing piece to the puzzle. And they didn't need a one receiver. There's no argument there. And they feel they can give Devontae Adams the contract extension that he wants or he deserves. But again, it might have made the Raiders stronger, and it certainly did, but it weakened the Green Bay Packers. And I don't know, I don't know, and and I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is saying right now as he sits there. He's got to be scratching his head. And saying, you know, my best weapon is gone. Maybe I made a mistake coming back to the Packers. And Aaron's got to be saying that. I mean, what is Aaron going to do? Is Aaron's going to say, you know what? You couldn't get Devontae Adams. You got to get me out of here. I mean, what's next? Aaron Rodgers is going to say, forget this. I want out of here. 
I don't think that's I think that's probably nearly impossible to do. But I mean, in this day and age, anything is possible. But for Javante Adams, I certainly wish him the best of luck. And the Lakers, he will, he will definitely, you know, definitely is an upgrade for the Lakers offense. But for Green Bay, what do you do? You've got still one of the better quarterbacks in this league, and Aaron Rodgers. But where is his weapons? Here's an area to throw the ball to. Is he going to throw, throw the ball to somebody from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Up in the stands, he's going to throw the ball to him. He's going to throw the ball to the ball boy. Who's he going to throw to? Because right now, his receiving core looks very, very suspect, very weak. Green Bay's got to come up with something. Green Bay has better, better have a plan here. But they had, sure, they had a couple of draft picks. And Green Bay, Green Bay does pretty well for themselves when it comes to drafting over the last few years. They've done a good job at it. They're going to have to do a great job this year. Because now it gets to the point where you better get, you better find something. You better find some weapons for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. Or Aaron Rodgers is going to run out of town. He's going to run out of town if he doesn't run out of town right now. But you're stuck. Because you gave Aaron, Aaron all that money. And when you gave Aaron all that money, it cost you. At the end of the day, it might very well cost you Devontae Adams. But for Devontae, I wish you the best of luck in Vegas, man. I'm sure you and Derek will get along fine. And you and Aaron Rodgers got along fine. But I'm interested to see this came later on as the um, as ESPN or NFL Network, they put out their, um, they do their camps. I'm looking very forward to seeing Devontae Adams in the Laker uniform and seeing how this flies. Now, the next subject we'll bring up is the, what is the, would you want to call it, the elephant in the room? And that is one Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Now, if you follow the story the last few days, the Cleveland Browns were interested in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. They do their due diligence. They want to see if Deshaun Watson is interested in coming to Cleveland. And if it is, what is it going to take to get Deshaun Watson? Now, don't get me wrong. Deshaun Watson is a way better player than Baker Mayfield. I don't think anybody's going to argue that point with anybody. And Deshaun would have been an upgrade, certainly, to Baker Mayfield. But in the process, it appears that, yeah, it appears that Baker's had enough have has had enough of Cleveland. Because now Baker's got to the point where okay, well if you want if you go out and you're getting and you want to bring Deshaun Watson in, what what does that mean for me? What what are you doing? What are you gonna do what are you gonna do about me? And now here becomes a thing where I think he he puts it out on Twitter, pretty much thanking the Cleveland front office, the Cleveland faithful, and everything else about his time in Cleveland. If you read that, it's like, well, Baker's gone. He's not coming back to Cleveland. He's going to be traded for something. But now it seems, now it seems like Baker, after the Deshaun Watson possible trade rumors, and now, and now it appears that 
actually in this pattern of Sean Watson picture, and it seems like right now, crazy as Santa's mule and the Saints might be might be in the league and we've had a second meeting with Deshaun Watson. Now, to the Saints, I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna you know, get Sean to come in because I think they're doing so much over the cap. Now I think they've done a decent enough job to keep the cap money down. I don't know how much they're over the cap. I believe they still are over the cap. By a little bit. But they still are, I believe. But now, after all this running around and talking about talking about trying to try to trade for going Deshaun Deshaun Watson, now all of a sudden Baker wants out of Cleveland. Now, I guess in Baker's defense, I don't blame Baker. I mean, Baker's trying to be the he's trying to play the good little soldier role. He's tried to, I think he's tried very hard to appease, you know, the, the front office and the Cleveland Falcons by not saying a word. But now I think Baker's, Baker's had, Baker's got like enough's enough. If you don't want me that much, then get me out of here. Now, he wants to be traded. Now, Cleveland has already said they're not going to trade him. My thing is, if, if for the sake of argument, if you trade, if let's say you for somehow ship Baker out, out, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to draft a quarterback? And right now, you're all, you drafted Sean Watson sweepstakes. Uh, what else is out there for you to do? Are you going to go get Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers? I mean, is that, is that what you're, that's what you're planning on doing next? Because the window is closing. Aaron's not, yeah, you, know, you ain't going to have Aaron Rodgers go to Cleveland. Uh, Russell Wilson's not coming to Cleveland. He's he's on he's in Denver. Garoppolo's out there. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna trade for Carlson Wentz? That won't happen. Washington's got him. So now it becomes it becomes something. I know at one point in time there was a uh, somebody came up with a rumor where they would ship Kirk Cousins to Cleveland in exchange to bake for Baker. Baker would go to Minnesota. Well, but I think Kurt has he's getting paid a lot of money. This year, and and to be honest with you, it would have been hard to possibly work out the money in that in that situation. But for Baker, Baker Baker was injured was in, he had a lot of injuries last year. His his receivers were hurt from Landry from Jarvis Landry to Odell Beckham. They were hurt most of last year. So that at times Baker didn't have any receivers to really throw to. The running game, I mean, even the running game had some injuries. I mean, Chubb got hurt a couple of games. Hunt got hurt for, you know, for, you know, big amount of playing time. And to be honest with you, Baker, Baker struggled. You know, Baker got hurt himself. You know, Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns in general suffered because they were injured. They, a lot, most of the team was hurt last year, or so it seemed to be the case. So, for last year, it's hard to, in a way, it's hard to judge for Baker for his production because he was hurt most of the year. And you got to remember the year before that, Baker had the best year of his career. Now, if you go back, and of course, if you guys fans were fans of the Hard Knocks show, which I'll be honest with people, I don't get HBO, but I did catch clips of HBO, um, and I can't remember, I, 
I don't remember what I called it. Yeah, I might have called it some reruns on NFL Network or something. I can't remember where I called it at. But I did catch like some a couple like the first couple of episodes of, of it when the Cleveland Browns is hard knocks and how Hugh Jackson handled the Tayron Taylor and uh, Baker Mayfield situation. And I know Hugh Jackson got blasted by by some critics about how he handled it. I know that um especially on Undisputed with uh Skip and Shannon, I believe he got blasted. I think Skip blasted him. The simple fact is um that Hugh Bob Baker and says congratulations, you know, Baker, you're you've won the number two quarterback job. <laughs> yeah, and um and I know he got blasted and I know that Skip and Shannon, I believe both had blasted Hugh for doing that. So <laughs> So I think you know Baker. I think I'm sure that had, I'm sure that was the back in Baker's mind. You know I think that situation was probably the back of Baker's mind. Then you have you know then last year didn't go so well for Baker because of injuries and a lot of his teammates was hurt last year. And with any sports team or any sports towns, what have you done for me lately? And unfortunately, that's that's the way sports ownership. That's where the sport the whether you're Cleveland or Denver or whatever you know city you're playing in. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. You're a hero, you know. You're a hero one day, and then you pretty much suck the next day. And in Baker's situation, there was a point two years ago where Baker was the hero of Cleveland. But now, he's kind of right now, he's he's like the bottom, he's like the uh, the go on the bottom of somebody's shoe right now. And that's how Baker feels, and Baker wants out. Now, is there a team out there that would take Baker? Sure. There are teams out there that would take that, that, that would take Baker, that would gamble on Baker. But Baker wants out now. He can't get out. Cleveland said they're not going to trade him. To be honest with you, if they were able to trade Baker, what is he going to do? Are they going to go with Case Keenum? I believe Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum is still on the roster. Whereas Case could be the new quarterback. And trust me, I think you know Case. You, you could probably get by with Case for maybe a couple of games. Maybe I don't think you can get by with Case for a full season as your quarterback. Now, granted. Minnesota got by with him for several games one year and got into the playoffs with him, but I think that was one of those things where that was a no, all like a one-year wonder. Case is a, is a is a decent backup quarterback in this league, but he's not a guy that I rely on for a full seventeen games. If you start shopping Baker around, where where do you go send Baker to? He's not going to Dallas. Washington just got Carson Wentz. I mean, you either do send the New York Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones is, I believe, in the last year of his contract. And if he doesn't produce anything this year, Daniel Jones is going to be gone. What are you going to do? Are you going to ship Baker? Are you going to ship Baker off to the Giants? I don't think that's going to happen. He's not going to Philadelphia. He's certainly not going to Green Bay. He's not going to Minnesota. Uh, Chicago, he's not going to Chicago because they could draw a fifth in Justin Fields. Now, 
the Detroit Lions, I don't know how much confidence that Detroit has got in Jared Goff of all. Now, one situation that could be very interesting is what about the New Orleans Saints? Let's say they let's say they lose out to Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. What about Baker going to New Orleans? Now, in a way, I could see that. I could I could see Baker at New Orleans. Decent offensive line. You got Kamara. At least you got Alvin Kamara. The only problem is Baker would have the same receiving problem he had in Cleveland. Yeah, there's not there's not any receivers to talk about. Now, unless Michael Thomas can find can be the guy that he was three years ago, would that be the biggest problem? The Carolina Panthers. I don't think the Carolina Panthers want him. Great, you got Sam Donald. You might be able to bring back Cam Newton, maybe, but I don't see that working out. The Atlanta Falcons, he's not going to Atlanta, even though Atlanta's flirting with the idea of bringing in, trying to get Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's going to happen. But Atlanta doesn't have much of an offense really, to really speak of like at this moment in time. And now that uh, Tom Brady has come back out of retirement, he's going to play again this season. Certainly ain't going to Tampa Bay. A crazy. What about the weirdest possibility? What about the Seattle Seahawks? Now there's a crazy possibility. Some people would rather some people would rather have Baker Mayfield over, let's say, Drew Locke. I can I can agree with that. Now that'd be a funny thing. What about the Saints? Not the Saints. What about the Seahawks? Russell's gone. I don't think they have confidence in Locke or Geno Smith or was it Jacob Eason. I don't think they have the confidence in those three quarterbacks. But Baker in Seattle. That could could be interesting. Offensive line could be questionable. That could be that could be interesting. Uh again, the running game, it depends on Carlson's neck. If it can be completely healed. Carlson is an underrated running back. If he gets, you know, let's say there's they can re-sign Rashard Penny. Maybe you've got something to work with there. But you got like Metcalf and you got like Lockett as your one two punch. I mean, it could be an interesting fit. No Cardinals. That's not going to happen. Certainly not the Rams, because they won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stratton's quarterback. No England. No Miami. I don't see him going to the Jets. No Bengals. Certainly not the Ravens. And I don't see Baker going to Pittsburgh in his home division. I don't see no Cleveland Pittsburgh making a deal. My guess is they, 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 go, they, go, they go, I guess they'll use Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback. Tennessee Titans, I think they will trust Tannehill more than they will trust Baker. Now, an interesting here's an interesting possibility, and people might laugh at me. What about the Indianapolis Colts? The Colts in the quarterback. Could I see Baker? Could I see Baker in Indianapolis. Well, decent offensive line. You've got Jonathan Taylor you can turn hand the ball off to. But then again, that receiving core is not the greatest in the world. Don't see the Texans and don't and I don't see the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now again, he's not going to AFC West, no way, shape, or form. To be honest with you, if you look at it, I can see maybe the Saints, maybe the Seattle Seahawks would give would give would give him some thought. There's two teams on top of him that he could he could he could wind up in, or maybe the Indianapolis Colts. Those are three teams, Saints, Seattle, 
and maybe Indianapolis will take a chance on Baker Mayfield. But for right now, Baker's stuck. I know Baker wants out, but Baker's stuck. Best thing Baker can do is try to have the best year of his career. And if he and if he wants out, then he can get out. He can get out. He can make more money elsewhere if he has a good year. But for right now, Baker is stuck, and you know. Baker feels the Cleveland front office has let him down. They've disrespected him by going out and saying, we're, we want, we're going to take a shot at Deshaun Watson. Well, Baker, my best advice to you is the best of luck on that situation. I, I don't want to tell Baker. My, the best thing I can tell Baker is maybe just, you might have to just let it, just let it roll off your back. Go out there. Get yourself healthy. Go in. Have a good season. Cleveland, the funny thing about Cleveland is it's it's still got a good, it's got a pretty decent team. It has a chance if everybody's healthy to possibly win the division. I know everybody wants to, everybody wants to anoint the Bengals as a team to beat in that division. At least some people do. At least some people do. Some people on Twitter want to. But I'm not going to know what the Bengals as the, as the division winners. I mean, right now, if Cleveland's healthy, and if the uh, Ravens, if the Ravens, if the Ravens' offense can be healthy for a full season, the Ravens and Browns may very well give the Bengals all they can handle and then more in that division. But my advice to Baker, I don't blame Baker for feeling the way he does because... Because you want you want to get a, because you've gone out and you said, hey, I want another quarterback. I don't have confidence in you. I don't think you can get us to the next level. You got to remember a couple of years ago, Baker got into the playoffs. Baker could do it. I mean, Baker could do it again. But we'll see. We'll see. I hope Baker. I wish Baker the best of luck. Best advice I got for him is to just go, just keep your head down. Say the right things. Go out there. Get yourself healthy. Have the best year of your career. And then force Cleveland's hand. Tell Cleveland, you know, thanks for the memories. But since you did this for me, I'm out of here. I'm going to get more money elsewhere. And I'm going to do what I can to take that team to the next level. Now, I know I believe in my last episode that I thought that the Chargers... Were the team to um, that I felt had maybe won the free agent market thus far have been the best job because they well because they did trade for Khalil Mack and they got Jason Jackson, so to me I thought and they did resign Mike Williams and I thought to myself well this these guys are having a good off season. Now some people they want to mention Denver as the team because they got well they got Russell Wilson. Other teams, I mean, I've had one expert actually said the Pittsburgh Steelers because they've gone out, they've got a new quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky, which to me is not a blockbuster move. They did get a couple of offensive linemen, which they need offensive line help. I'm not going to argue that point. Now, I believe I read they have lost, uh, they did lose one of their receivers and they're uh, a very good return man. And Ray McDonald, yeah, I think was it a, Ray McLeod, I believe, 
he is gone. I can't. I believe he went to the 49ers. I'll have to. I'll have to. Re, I have to rethink that one. They've lost. They've lost him to free agency. A very good return man. But you know, I might have to amend that pick. Maybe I need to amend it because what the Buffalo Bills have done is they went out and got one Vaughn Miller. They've added him to the Buffalo Bills. Now, the one thing with the Buffalo Bills is, now granted, they've let Cole Beasley walk via free agent, and I've always made the joke that I could see Cole Beasley being back in the Dallas Cowboy uniform because I could see because I could see Lamb, Gallup, and Beasley as a 1-2-3 punch to go along with Dalton Schultz, and I believe Dallas would be fine. Now, granted, Dallas has got some offensive line issues. You still got Smith, but he's not the same as he used to be. Martin's is usually Zach Martin is consistent, but Connor Williams he's gone to the Miami Dolphins. You just released Collins. Now they seem to be a big fan of uh, was it Trevor Steele? They're a big fan of his. People are, I've heard rumors that teams have asked about Steele's and Steel and trade, and the Cowboys have. Backed off, backed off of that. Said he's not, he's not for sale. But the Bills have gone out. They've gone. They they went out and got Von Miller. And like everybody else, let's be honest with you. Take a look at the Raiders. They went out and got Chandler Jones, pass rushing. Chargers. What do they do? They go pass rushing. They went out and got pass pass rushers. Now. For the last for the last few years in the AFC, you can certainly make a case that the Kansas City Chiefs have been the best team in the AFC the last few years. And there's no argument there. You've had teams like the Buffalo Bills, they're on that cusp of being maybe the best team in the AFC. But the, for some reason, I mean, who can forget the playoff game between the Chiefs and, and the Buffalo Bills? My gosh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It seemed like no defense was being played. It was all offense. And the one thing that and the one thing that rattled pack, and you gotta remember, a lot of people remember that Super Bowl where Tampa Bay put so much pressure on Patrick Mahomes that that's the formula to stop Patrick Mahomes is to put pressure on him to get as much pressure on him as possible. Now, in the Chiefs defense and in their defense. Their offensive line wasn't much when Patrick Mahomes when they had that Super Bowl run. But right now, that seems to be the formula, especially if you are the Buffalo Bills, if you are the Raiders, or if you are the Chargers. The Cincinnati Bengals, they made a splash in picking up pass rusher last, last year. Again, the Raiders, you've got the Defensive Player of the Year and T.J. Watt on that team, on your team. The thing is, to knock off a team like the Chiefs, put as much pressure on as possible. The Buffalo Bills, they are the team that has been on the cusp of something. You've got the quarterback. Your offensive line, it's okay. It has times when it has been disappointing. The running game has been disappointing for them. And they thought they had they had re-signed, was it J.D.? McKenzie from uh, the Redskins to be a third, not the, excuse me, not the Redskins anymore, but the Washington Commodores, I should say, Commanders. 
and let's be honest with you, then he went back to Washington because he had a, he had a I guess he had epiphany, and he went back to Washington. But I would love to see JD in that Buffalo offense, and I can just see Josh Allen screen passing out to him. I get it. You still got Diggs. You know, you re-signed, re-signed McKenzie. You re-signed McKenzie. Gabriel Davis played extremely well in that game against the Chiefs. He caught three touchdown passes, I believe, or something amazing. But the problem is you do not have that consistent number two guy. And that's something that I, um, I got a feeling the Bills will address probably in the draft. Guessing. Could be wrong. Maybe I am wrong. There, of course, there was has been to talk about maybe trying to get Jarvis Landry. Now, if Buffalo could, could pull that off and get a Jarvis Landry, my gosh, it's simply amazing the weapons that he would have. You got Dawson Knox, and now they have signed O.J. Howard from Tampa Bay. And I kind of, I love the Knox, and I love the O.J. Howard one-two punch at tight end. I like him to death. O.J.'s a tremendous athlete. Good talent. What happened in Tampa Bay, I'd be honest with you, I have a hard time figuring it out because he is a talented player. Maybe Buffalo could bring it out of him. Maybe Josh Allen could bring it out of him. You know, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. But I tell you, like I said before, man, I need I need to change my my thinking. Maybe maybe Buffalo Bills, maybe they had the best all season by getting that one guy, Vaughn Miller. Now, Vaughn, now, I mean, Vaughn played well for the, Vaughn did his job for the Rams. He came in, he gave them what they needed to give, for them to give, and he got a Super Bowl ring and that deal. Now, to me, Vaughn could probably do the same thing with Buffalo. But you gotta wonder, you know, Vaughn's not getting no younger. I believe it was, what, a four-year deal Vaughn's already 30, what, three years old. So if he finishes his contract, he'll be about 37 years old. And I'm sure by then, Vaughn might say, you know, I had enough of this game. I'm out of here. But for right now, Vaughn has that pop. Yeah, Vaughn, if he plays his card right, he can have another Super Bowl ring with the Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo has a chance to do so. The biggest thing for Buffalo is, the thing about Buffalo is this. You got to remember, Buffalo did an outstanding job last year of rotation, especially on defensive, that defensive line. They did a great job of rotation. Can they do it again this year with that rotation? And you got Vaughn Miller. And the secondary. Secondary is not bad. If you still use another playmaker in the second, I still feel like you're using a playmaker in that secondary. But you got Vaughn Miller and Buffalo. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Buffalo is the best team to make to make the pickups. Maybe that a team that won the free agent period. I still have to give Chargers the edge. I'm sure other people will give other people the the edge. But but for right, I mean, you gotta like it. Vaughn Miller to Buffalo. I know Vaughn Miller was talking about going to Dallas. Again, 
We'll see how all of these free agents and how it's free agents signings, how they all work out this coming season. But Buffalo, you're doing the same pads everybody else is doing. It's all about putting pressure probably on Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs. That's simply the battle because Blackfield Veer, Kansas City has the team to beat in the AFC. I know, I know Cincinnati Bengals fans want to jump on them and say, well, maybe, yeah, it's the Bengals. They're the team to beat in the AFC. No, they're not. The Bengals, have, don't get me wrong, the Bengals had a nice little run. I'm a Bengals fan. If they, if they, if they had beaten the Rams and won the Super Bowl, I'd give you a different, maybe, maybe you get a different answer. But no, Kansas City still, a lot of people feel they're a team to beat. A lot of people feel the Buffalo Bills could still be a team to beat. You can make an argument. Maybe people feel the Chargers, but they're pickups. Maybe you feel people Denver may feel people to beat. Some people might give Tennessee a shot because Derrick Henry's back. You know, maybe maybe the Ravens with Lamar Jackson being healthy. There's a lot of possibilities of teams in the AFC. But for right now, for me, Buffalo might be just on the cusp, but maybe maybe this is maybe this will be finally be the year. Maybe Von Miller is that missing piece to the puzzle that needs to take them over the top. Obviously, the Raiders feel they've got that in Devontae Adams. But now, the Bills, they feel they've got that in Vaughn Miller. Now, the one thing, I guess the next subject we got to talk about is these recent, some of the recent uh, cuts. Now, today, I, I found out that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to cut why, if they have already released Fletcher Cox. Now, Fletcher had a all theory last year, and some people believe that he was not a big fan of the defensive system that was brought in by one defensive coordinator, Brandon, Brandon Graham. And some people, that's why he struggled. Now, there is word that Philadelphia may bring him back under a different, you know, a different deal. But for a guy like Fletcher Cox, Fletcher's still got something in the tank, and I'm sure a guy like Fletcher Cox could certainly garner the right amount of money from some from some organization. Who wouldn't want a guy like Fletcher, a guy like Fletcher Cox? And I'm sure he's uh, there's if 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 they can bring him back to Philadelphia, somebody's going to jump jump on him. And the only guy to talk about is what about Bobby Wagner of the Seattle Seahawks? Now it's been the news that you know Bobby was upset about the way he got released. He wasn't like informed ahead of time that hey you're going to be released. I know John Shine and Pete, Pete Carroll have gone on record in recent interviews in a press conference and saying that it was a miscommunication. They could have handled the situation way better than what they did. And you figure for a guy like Bobby Wagner, who gave his, I guess you could say, blood, sweat, and tears, if you want to say that, to the Seattle Seahawks, he should have been handled differently. And he should have. But Bobby Wagner's a guy out there that can certainly help some team. Bobby's still got, Bobby's still got something left in the tank. He can certainly help any team that's in the playoff picture. He can help take them, take that defense, and help take that team over the top. I know a guy we just found out got released is Julio Jones. Now, how much is left in Julio Jones' tank? 
the last couple of years, Julio is not Julio. He's been injured prone. And you got and one and like I said at one point in time, Julio was like could have been the very best receiver in football a few years ago. Now, I don't know if Julio will ever be that same guy that he was again. But the biggest thing with Julio is can he stay healthy long enough to put in his full seventeen games. At this stage in Julio's career, I don't think he can. But if Julio but Julio may still be able to help you know, somebody out, someone shape or form. He's not gonna be a number one receiver. If Julio can stay healthy, maybe Julio can still do something as a number two receiver. But they he tried that last year with the Titans, it didn't work out. And now the Titans are back in the same situation as they were last year. A lot of people thought that it was the greatest it was a great trade for Tennessee, but it didn't work. It just didn't work out because Julio could not stay healthy enough. And at the end, ran, at the end of the end, ran Tannehill struggled. But you look at guys like this is where, and where do they go? But there's more cuts. It's like, what about Collins, the right the tackle, tackle slash guard for uh, the Dallas Cowboys? Here's a guy that was a consistent player when he was healthy. He had been dinged up the last couple of years, but when he was on the field, he was he was a pretty good player. He was a solid lineman. Now I know for the Cincinnati Bengals fans, they want him on on their team badly because of offense because of their offensive line. Now, for the Bengal faithful, there is a rumor going around that that Collins is going to visit Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know if it's tomorrow, Saturday, what the case may be, but he's going to go to visit Cincinnati. So Hopefully for the Cincinnati Bengals fans, Collins doesn't leave, doesn't even leave the facilities. He actually does sign a contract with them. And if he's healthy, it's 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 it's, it's a decent sign for the Bengals. I won't argue with the signing. But for guys, I mean like Fletcher Cox, I mean my gosh, Fletcher Fletcher can play anywhere for any team. Certainly you have to have the right scheme, obviously. And again, Wagner, he certainly himself by the ball on the right scheme. And there's still free agents out there that have not been signed yet. That could certainly fit in with the right situation at the right time. Now I know Armstead, he has not he has not signed a contract with anybody yet. And I'm surprisingly I haven't heard more buzz about a pretty decent left tackle. That hasn't, I, mean, I don't know, I don't know if he, it's been quiet for him. I have not heard any buzz about, hey, this team is looking at him, this team is riding in today, you know, whatever the case might be, but I have not heard about that. And the one team has been hurt by the salary cap has been the people who are safe in the Dallas Cowboys. You lose Connor, you lose Connor Williams, Collins is gone. You have to trade Amari Cooper because of you know because of cap space. Lost Brandon Gregory, well because of cap space. Now you were, I mean you did bring Michael Gallup back, but he got hurt last year. We don't know if he's going to be completely one hundred percent healthy going to camp this year. He did he restructured restructured Lawrence's contract. I think he had restructured Dak's contract to get. To get that cap space. But there's a lot going on. 
got free you know the free agent period and some of these people you know these decisions had to be made to cut players to get under the cap and I'm sure Fletcher like I said Fletcher's got Fletcher I'm sure they have them bring him back he's got a lot of people that are that, that are willing to bring to bring him in but I know I don't know how much does he have left in his tank and there's more like I said there's more people out there We'll see. But we'll see. You know, we'll see how how the these free people and other players in the free agent pool will see who they go to. And of course, there have been some trades. Some trades have been made. I know Tampa Bay is back on. They picked up Mason, Shaq Mason. Shaq is a is a pretty is a pretty good guard in this league. Been a good guard play for years, and now he's coaching. Now he's going to reignite with one Tom Brady. So again, they get like a was it a fifth round pick for him. So to me, that's a solid a solid pickup by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in doing that. But we'll see. It's be very interesting here how 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 things will sh- how things will shape up. Uh, I know for Cincinnati Bengals fans, there has been one signing. I believe they signed Hayden Hurst. From the Atlanta Falcons. And Hayden will be the new number one tight end for Cincinnati. Now Hayden, Hayden kind of flies under the radar. He's not a bad player. He's a he's a pretty decent player. I think he, he will fit okay. He'll fit fine with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think he'll it's it's not a it might not be the greatest signing in the world. It's not gonna make a big splash. But for Hayden, Hayden's not a bad tight end. Hayden will do, I think Hayden will get the production out of Hayden that you probably got out of CJ. I believe that. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. But like I said, this has been an odd offseason. You've got, you know, you've got when you've got guys that sign contract with a team one minute and then pull back the next minute. Randy Gregor's one. Is the biggest name out there with the Dallas with the Dallas Cowboys, and then again he goes to Denver. There's a lot, but we'll we'll see. Like I said, it's been an odd, odd year for agencies. But again, we'll see how it all turns out. Now, for the very last subject, we'll bring up talk about free agency. We'll we'll stick on that subject. And I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, to me, they, to me, and if you've been following this, it seems like they've been a team that's um, throwing money around right and left, or so it seems to be the case. A lot of people feel that they are overspending. Now, one thing is they're really overspending on Christian on a Christian Kirk. Now, I'm assuming, I don't know the situation. Is Christian Kirk going to be the one receiver for them? I know they've got Marvin Jones coming back. But is Christian Kirk is supposed to be, is he going to be the number one receiver for, for Trevor Lawrence? To me, that's a huge mistake. I mean, to me, Trevor is not worth the money that they paid him. Well, I should say Christian Kirk is not worth the money that they're going to pay him. He's not. I know they signed a like I said, they're spending money right and left in the free agency. And I guess 
it was ass. You know, Jacksonville did not good. They're not a type of team that likes to spend a lot of money in free agency. And like most teams, you want to build in the draft. But you got to wonder: is there pressure? Is there is there pressure on a guy like Doug Peterson, who's taking this team that's taken eight teams to the Super Bowl and won it? Is it more pressure on him and his staff and the front office? Is it more pressure on them? Hey, we gotta do something. We gotta spend this. We gotta spend money. We gotta get better now, right now. And maybe we can work. Maybe we can make a five-year plan. We gotta get better right here, right now. But Kirk spending all that money on him is not is not a smart smart thing. And I know they went out and got Evan Ingram from the Giants, which to me, I don't really have a problem with that because. They do need a they need a tight end and Evan Evan is an upgrade over whatever they've had the last few years. Evan is an upgrade in that department, and I think he'll be fine working with Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he'll put up the George Kittle or even Travis Kelsey like numbers. No, he won't do that. But he'll be an upgrade. They'll put up decent numbers, but he'll be an upgrade over what they had. Now the running game, the running game is fine if it's healthy. And I think that's going to be an issue. Can it be healthy enough? The offensive line—they're trying—they're trying to work. They signed a couple of offensive linemen. They are trying to work their best their ability to, to rebuild the offensive line, get the running backs healthy. You've got Evan Ingram, but the receiving core—they made some signs signings on defense. Now I know they let they let Miles Jack go, and now Miles Jack I believe has signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I'm gonna give I have to, I'm gonna give him a clap, a unsung sign of the Pittsburgh Steelers get Miles Miles Jack in there. I think it's a good pickup for them. I think they'll do a good job for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But to me, people have questioned the the sign of Jackson of all these free agents, all the money that Jacksonville has been spending. And again, I go back to this. I think maybe I don't know. I I think with like I said, I think with Doug Peterson, I think the pressure is on Jacksonville right now. It's been a while since they've been a winner. I think with the Urban Meyer debacle, I think that's a big reason. But then again, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson has something. He has a Super Bowl ring on his resume. And I'm sure the Jacksonville faithful, I'm sure the management, I'm sure the ownership, they want results, they want results quickly. I mean, the Texans is a rival of the Texans. The Colts, the Colts are still, the Colts do not have a quarterback, but the thing is, they've got pieces around, pieces around it. Tennessee, right now, Tennessee is still a team to beat in that division. But for Jacksonville, they're spending money on their free agency right and left. Some teams it can be a good thing. Some teams it's a bad thing. I think the Jacksonville is a bad thing. I can see they splurge a little bit here, a little bit there, but they're, they're giving up too much, too much amount of money to one Christian Kirk, which is a bad deal. They might have spent some money on offensive lining, which I don't blame them because that's something they need to upgrade, just like the Bengals do. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all for this time, this week's, this episode. Uh, please take care of yourself. 
and I'll see you again soon.